Hey, Daryl, you know what time it is? What time is it, Gary Rabbit? It's time to get in the cab and ride along with these drivers out there. Well, let's ride along with Dennis McKay. I hear he, he can shift that truck. <laughs> hey, how's your mama and them, guys? They're good. She's good. 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 All right. Well, we're going to have a great time today. We've got Dennis McKay, Daryl Spicer, and yours truly in the cab with you. Rock and roll, drive. <laughs> program for you. I know you're going to enjoy it today, and you're going to want to get more copies of this, so give us a call, 618-383-2107, or log on to lonesomeroad.org, or you can email me at gary.lonesomeroad at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Now sit back, listen, and enjoy today's program from Lonesome Road Ministries, Church on the Road. Give us a call. We look forward to hearing from you. Turning from town to town, there's so much I gotta see. I gotta look around. I got diesel smoke rolling from two chrome stacks. My address is 408 414, a big blue mag. Now it don't matter where I'm going, I just gotta drive. I have the white line fever to the Some great songs by Joe Arview and a powerful, powerful testimony by our good friend Terry Hopkins we'd like to share with you. So, guys, let's get in the cab with this driver. Oh, okay. Well, you get in the cab, I'm getting back in the sleeper. Looks like that driver's got a side-by-side refrigerator and a huge microwave oven. So, I'll go ahead and cook y'all supper while we get rolling down the road. Awesome. Let's do it. Here we go. Traveling through this 
this world of woe Yet there's no sickness, toll or danger In that bright world to which I go
I tell you, when the rubber meets the road, there's Joe Arview. <laughs> yeah. Joe, Joe is an awesome guy. And we're just going to ride along with you for a little while. Daryl's back there in the bunk checking out your microwave. And uh, he, we, we might get some popcorn going here before we get done. You like yours with butter on it, Gary? <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do. Hey, drivers, we're just going to have fun with you. And we're going to share some uh, great music that we love. And I hope you love it, too. We've been in the trucking business all of our life. Do we have your CDL, Dennis? I do. I do, too. We're all CDL truck drivers. But it's exciting to have Dennis McKay with us up in the cab of the truck. He brings a different perspective. Uh, basically brings some common sense to the group. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just honored to be a part of this. It's the real people, the real deal. Yes, sir. Exactly. So, folks, buckle up. Hold on. Put her in gear. Let's go. Here's another song by our good friend, Joe Arview. Oh, I walk in the battle of my Lord And I've been wounded a few times before But I've held to my soul because I walk in the battle of my Lord now the wiles of the devil become along and sometimes a right goes to wrong you can tell that old devil now it won't be long Till in the lake of fire you're gonna sing a little different song Because I walk in the battle of my Lord And I've been wounded a few times before But I've held on to my soul because I walk in the battle of my Lord Now the gates of hell are closed And I hear cries from down below And my Jesus said those gates will not prevail so let's storm on through now and drag a few out of there Cause I walk in the battle of my Lord And I've been wounded a few times before But I've held on to my soul Cause I walk in the battle of my Lord Someday I'm gonna see his face And all because of his amazing grace And I know he's gonna reach down and take my hand And say, rise up, you're a battling man And I walk in the battle of my Lord Hey, I've been wounded 
few times before But I've held on to my soul Because I walk in the battle of my Lord Yes, I walk in the battle of my Lord Joe is an awesome guy, and uh, he travels all over the country. His phone number is 618-927-1986. You can book him for your church or your Christian event if you'd like. But when you call Joe, make sure it's about 2.30 in the morning. That's yes. right. That's when he's just rising. That's yeah. right. He likes that. He'll rise, all right. Make sure you tell him Gary Rayburn said so. <laughs> That's right. Tell Joe I said to give you a call, and if you do call him at 2.30 in the morning, you're going to get his answering machine, but leave him a message. He loves hearing from all you guys out there on that old lonesome road. So give Joe a call, 618-927-1986. And now we've got a powerful, powerful message that I know you're going to be blessed by, Terry Hopkins. And he's going to tell you about a DNA explosion. When I got saved, I called it a DNA explosion. I mean, it changed everything about everything. But uh, I was sitting there listening, especially toward the end, the seriousness of what's going on in this country is real. I mean, it's real. But I was sitting there encouraged because we got the answer. I mean, we are the hope of this world. Those that are born again, washed in the blood of Jesus. We are more, more than victorious in Jesus Christ. And listen to that. God knew all about this government. Way before this government was this government. Huh? We are winners. I mean, I'm here to tell you right now. Uh, we're not going to lose. We're not going to back up. We're not going to back off. We're not going to back down. No, sir. No, sir. Proclaiming the name of Jesus. Brother, when you were blowing that horn, you know what I thought about? I've got uh, Muslim neighbors living next door to me, and I've been witnessing to them. And, and so far, I mean, I've just loved on them. And what, but I'd love to take that thing, stand in my front yard every morning and blow it, and they'd go, oh, Lord, he's coming again. He ain't quit. He ain't going to quit. The boy just ain't going to quit. Listen, there ain't no, where would you quit? Where would you back up? The Holy One of Israel came out of heaven, went to a cross, laid down on it, and gave his life for us. Now, how in the world could we ever stand in front of him and say, well, I just got to a place I couldn't go on. I hadn't. Somebody told me one time, said, well, I guess since you got saved, everything's just been smooth. Everything's just been good. I said, oh, Lord, no. I said, the biggest storms, the deepest valleys, I said, that I've seen it since I got saved. I said, but let me tell you something. Since I got saved, I ain't never went through a storm. I ain't never went through a valley that he didn't go with me. Everybody says, I want to see the lily of the valley. Well, you got to get down in the valley. 
Huh? It may not be no fun getting down in the valley. But I'll tell you what, when you see the lily of the valley, the Holy One of Israel, He's beautiful. I used to take my little girl at night and we'd sit on her bed. She's precious. And I can tell y'all because she's still hiding it down in Georgia, but uh, she's been married two years and she's fixing to have her first baby. Yeah. But at night we'd sit there and we'd go through the alphabet and I'd say, A. And she'd say, Amazing. I said, B, and I would say, he's beautiful. C, she'd say, he's the Christ. And I'd say, D, he's divine. She'd say, E, he's eternal. And every night we went through that, didn't we, Betty? Went through that alphabet. And listen, since she's been married, she, her, her spiritual side has come out more than it ever has. And I told my friend the other day on the phone, I said, hey. I said, you know what? I said, Christina's, I said, her spiritual life is so much better since she got away from me. And, and he said, well, <laughs> the Bible says you put it in there, and sooner or later, it's going to come out. He said, your job was just to put it in there. He said, it wasn't your job to make her. It wasn't your job to have her jump through hoops. He said, it was your job just to pour it in there. I'm going to tell you what, Bulldog, where are you at? I love you, buddy. I'm telling you what's the truth. Uh, Bulldog got saved, got born again. Amen. Loves the Lord, winning people to Jesus. The only thing better than getting saved is getting somebody else saved. I mean, there ain't nothing like it. I ain't never got tired of it. You can ask Betty this. We've been saved since 1982. <laughs> if a salesman calls my house and wants to talk about something, I say, man, I'd be glad to talk to you about it. I said, but will you hear my pitch first? And well, they want to sell something. They go, yeah. And I say, man, you have been born again? You go, what? But hey, led people to the Lord on the telephone. I mean, everywhere you go, there was that Muslim couple. When I first met them, she was so, she said, I'm Muslim. And I pointed to her husband, Harry, and I said, what about Harry? She said, Harry's nothing. <laughs> and she wasn't lying. He don't believe in nothing. But I have the greatest opportunity to tell them about Jesus Christ. Oh, my goodness, my goodness, my goodness. We're in good shape. Hey, I'm going to tell you what. Those that are left in these Baptist churches, and I'm Baptist, not ashamed of it. But you know what the biggest problem has been in the church since I've been saved and been in it? It's people that are singing in the choir, working on church staffs, and they're not born again. They're religious, they're Pharisees, but they're not born again. And then when you wonder and wonder, well, why does somebody act like this? A lot of times the answer is they're doing the best they can. They don't have the Lord. I was sitting in my office. I don't know, been seven, eight, ten years ago. My phone rang. And it was a guy called Gary Rabin. And uh, he said, uh, is this Terry Hopkins? I said, well, yeah, Gary. Uh, I, I said, yeah. He said, well, I'm Gary Rabin. And I said, well, hey, brother, how you doing? He said, I'm doing fine. He said, I need to ask you a question. I said, yes, sir. 
He said, do they, uh, you've got a CD out there of your testimony. And uh, I said, uh, yes, sir. He said, well, we got a copy of it. He said, we've been making literally hundreds of copies of it and sending it out. He said, do you charge anything for them? I said, Lord, no. I said, I ain't never charged nothing for them. I said, give them things away. He said, well, that's what we've been doing. He said, we've been giving that CD away. And he said, I've been getting so many calls. He said, what I want to know is, can I put your phone number on it so they'll call you and bless you? <laughs> I said, son, bless me. I said, put it on there. Let me tell you something. Betty will tell you, I get calls every week from all over this nation, from truck drivers. You're talking about loving trucks, loving truck drivers. I love them. And listen, some of the calls that I have gotten, and this is about a CD conference. Well, now, we can't all go to uh, New York or we can't all go overseas. I've been fortunate enough to go overseas, go a lot of places, do a lot of things. But let me tell you something, this CD ministry, it has been an absolute blessing. Absolutely. I mean, I had never. God, Brother Bob, took and, and when he ordained this ministry, Gary, God breathed on that ministry and anointed this ministry. And God is using it in such a powerful way. I, I want to tell you about a few of the phone calls I got. I, I, I love to tell it. One of the phone calls I got, a guy called me, and I, he was Spanish. And uh, he says, Terry Hopkins? I said, uh, yeah. He said, this is Jesus. I said, uh, oh, hello, Jesus. And he said, I needed to call you. I've got something I need to tell you. And I said, okay, he said, it's going to take a few minutes. You got a few minutes? I said, son, yeah, I got plenty of time. He said, well, he said, I was doing a good bit of drugs and different things and driving a truck and on the road a lot and said, my wife was a Christian, though. And he said, my wife, he said, uh, and, and I was glad she was a Christian because I was cheating on her, but I thought since she's a Christian, she won't cheat on me. So he said, I kept, it kind of makes sense, don't it? So, so he, anyway, he said, listen, he said, she had finally got fed up with me and I was at home and I was sitting at the kitchen table and he said, and I was laying out me some lines, Tony. And I uh, said, she came in and she said, I need something to tell you something. And he said, what? She said, we're done. He said, What? He said, we're done. He said, what do you mean we're done? She said, I'm through. He said, well, 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 she said, I found someone else. He said, what? She said, I, I found someone else. He said, who? And I jumped up and I pushed the table over and I said, you tell me who he is. She said, and he said, I'll kill him. And she said, his name is Jesus. He said, now I didn't know much about Jesus, but I know you wanted to be talking about wanting to kill him. And, and he said, I didn't know what to do. And she said, I'll tell you what I'll do. He said, if you will stay and go with me to church, just five Sundays, 
just five Sundays, and just hear what they got to say. She said, then, then, then we'll talk about this leaving or whatever. He said, I'll do it. He said, so I did. I went once. I went twice. He said, then I was out on the road. I walked in a truck stop. He said, they gave me a CD. He said, I put that thing in and started listening to that CD. And he said, man, it began to make sense. And he said, I'll tell you what the truth. After I got through listening to it, I thought, you know, if God would save that dude, he'd probably save me. He said, I went home. And he said, I want you to know. He said, the next time I went to church, he said, I walked down that aisle. And he said, I gave my life to Jesus Christ and said, he saved me and he changed me and put my family back together again. Well, by this time, I'm on shouting ground on the other end of that line. And he said, but hey, there's one more thing I need to tell you. And I said, amen, Jesus, what's that? He said, I want you to know I am your missionary from Texas to California. A CD. Gary, one CD. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I tell you what. I got a call. Oh, I don't know. March was about a year ago or so, and a lady asked me, said, uh, I listened to your CD and said, uh, I'd like to, if I could, is it okay if I copy it? I said, yes, ma'am, you can copy it. You can do anything you want to with it. She said, well, I'd like to copy it. I said, well, you do it. And she said, well, I want to send you some money. And I said, no, ma'am. I said, we don't sell CDs. She said, uh, well, it's not about selling CDs. She said, I just want to send you some money to help your ministry. Well, I was just fixing to leave that church to go out in full-time evangelism. And I said, ma'am, you don't have to do that. She said, well, you just give me the dress, and I'll pray about it, and I'll do whatever God tells me. I said, that's the deal. Gave her the address. So I finally did. I left that church, March was a year ago. Preached that Sunday night. Betty now walked out. And, you know, when you do something like that, your wife's for you. But there's times she's thinking, what is he thinking? <laughs> he waits till he gets old and can't hardly go, and now he's a full-time evangelist. <laughs> and so we were there at the house, and we were packing up, and we were moving. As a matter of fact, let me tell you, the house sold in a week, and there was an ice storm. First week. I mean, that thing sold. I said, Betty, that's pretty good evidence. And uh, she said, well, yeah. And then finally one evening she said, so let, let me ask you something. She said, let, let, let me understand how this thing goes. She said, so people are just going to send you money and you're just going to go preach. I said, I think that's about it. <laughs> she said, Terry... And I said, Betty, I prayed about it. And she said, Terry, I said, Betty, I know it's God's will. Wasn't, wasn't 30 minutes. Betty went to the mailbox. I hadn't told nobody I was going in full-time evangelism. But this lady that wanted to send me some money had sent it, and God put it in that mailbox 
that day. And Betty went to the mailbox, come back in the house crying. I said, well, you know, I thought, man, she's done walked the mailbox and back now. And she she's going to back out on this thing. She wanted me to go back to that church. And, and I said, Betty, what, what is it? And she said, you're not going to believe it. And I said, what? She said, this is a check. I said, Betty, you was asking me just a little while ago how this thing worked. Let me tell you what your part is. I said, your part's go to that mailbox the other day. <laughs> and we still go in that mailbox, ain't we, babe? <laughs> I tell you, we're winners. We're more than winners. We're conquerors. That government ain't got nothing on us. Well, I got a call a couple of months ago from a guy in Mississippi. And he said, Terry, he said, uh, you don't know me. He said, but listen, said, we've been listening to your CD down here. And he said, we've been giving some out. And uh, one CD. And he said, like, no, could you come down here? And he said, we, we'd keep you for a week. And said, uh. We can line you up where you can speak every day, every night. I said, well, absolutely. I said, you know, yeah, I'm a full-time evangelist. <laughs> and I said, yes, sir. I said, I, I, I could do that. So we, we went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And he said, well, uh, Terry said, uh, we're going to send my plane out there, airplane, to pick you up. He said, what airport's close to you? And I said, Gwinnett County, Briscoe Field. He said, I'll call you back and tell you what time, but we'll pick you up, and then when you're done out here, we'll fly you home. I said, I am a full-time evangelist. <laughs> <laughs> so I went out there Sunday morning. I preached at one church, Sunday night another church, Monday night another church. Tuesday night we went in the prison uh, Wednesday morning, had a men's meeting. Wednesday night, went to another one. Thursday night, we had a wild game dinner and had about 30 men saved at the wild game dinner. And then listen to this. Old drunk, old ruggy. Now, who was that asked me, Betty, to go on Friday? Just... The Rotary Club wanted me to come and speak at their luncheon on Friday before I came, went back to Georgia. How many of y'all are in the Rotary Club? I, I, I didn't think so. I'm pretty, I, I can spot them. I can spot them. So you know what I did? I got up and told them about a DNA explosion I had had on July the 18th, 1982. And man, let them have it. Hey, they flew me back. But let me tell you what happened the, 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 the Wednesday before. I'm getting a little ahead of myself because I get excited about this stuff. They took me out to this little store right outside of town, and, and it had about three or four gas pumps, and they had a thing where they cooked hamburgers and what have you. And we walked in the door, and the guys with told the lady there, she said, he said, you know who this is? She said, no. She said, this is Terry Hopkins. She said, What? And, and I want to say at that point, <clears throat> Terry Hopkins, a full-time evangelist. <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't. And she hugged my neck. 
And, and uh, she said, I want to show you something. And I said, what? She had this deal, Brother Gary, that printed six CDs at a time. She said, I've been printing that CD ever since I got the first one and giving these things out. She said, I'm giving them to churches. said, there's some churches around here that have used that on their Sunday for their service. And I said, no way. And she said, yeah. I said, it's just been unbelievable. I said, well, now, now, now tell me something. Where did you get the first one? She said, a guy came in here, not this past hunting season, but the hunting season before last. Said he bought some stuff and bought some gas and said, I paid him, and, or he paid me and went outside. Said it wasn't but just a few minutes he walked back in. He said, ma'am, he said, I got something I, I want to give you. And she said, what's that? He said, it's a CD of a guy named Terry Hopkins. And, and, and if I give it to you, we listen to it? And she said, I told him, yeah. She said, I listened to it. Then my family listened to it. And she said, and then I just absolutely, God used that. She said, and I thought, boy, I need to, everybody needs to hear this. So, Brother Gary, one CD. Now, God so blessed out there in Mississippi, stayed a week, flew me out there, flew me home. They called a couple of weeks ago and said, listen, this fall, can you come stay a month I said, well, of course I can. I'm a full-time evangelist. <laughs> they said, well, we're going to do things a little different, a little bigger. So we're going to see if we can't get some stadiums and get some advertising. And, and I mean, these guys got the money to do it. And I said, hey, just call me and tell me. I said, I am ready to go. One CD. One CD. And we wonder how we're going to reach the world. It pretty much doing that is a little room back here. And what an absolute blessing that is. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Had a guy call me from Rome, Georgia. He said, Terry, and told me he was in Alabama. And a guy gave him a CD. If he'd promised to listen to it on the way back to Rome, he listened to it. Said he pulled over on the side road and got right with God. Said he went back to Rome, Georgia, and said he knew God had told him, to, hey, leave all, forsake all. He said all God would tell me was follow him. He said I had two AT&T stores. He said I sold both of them. He said, and not knowing, he said what I was going to do. He said God opened the door and he said, Started pastoring a church. He said, then I built a thrift store. And then he said, Terry, God help me. And said, I opened up a men's home. He said, then I opened up a women's home. And then I opened up a, a children's home. And he said, I want you to come up here and preach. And I want to show you everything God's done since I got right. So I went and I preached. Well, that night, a little old girl, beautiful little old girl in her mid-twenties uh, got saved. Junkie. She'd been in sex trafficking, human trafficking. She got born again. She now runs the women's. Uh, so, here he is, and he ends up being a friend with Rick Jacobson, 
the governor of Georgia appointed him over all the state prisons in the state of Georgia. He called me and said, Terry, you still interested in going in the prisons? I said, yes, sir. He said, uh, well, I'm now over all of them. He said, I can get you in every prison in the state of Georgia. They've got me cleared. Tony, all I have to do is call Jason and, and tell him where I want to go. He calls the warden and said, there's a guy named Terry Hopkins going to call you, do whatever you need to do to accommodate him. That's my God. darkest of days I was lost without hope just an old sinner thief at the end of my rope in my mind was a scripture many times I had scorned while down the road they led Jesus they claimed virgin born that day I met Jesus hanging there on a tree I and he beckoned to me I left a lifetime of misery hanging there don't you see that day I met Jesus that day he saved me there was nothing to do that would alter my past that's when I knew that this day was my last they nailed this man Jesus on a cross next to me There I opened my heart, new life to receive That day I met Jesus hanging there on a tree I heard as he spoke and he beckoned to me I left a from God? Would you like to get closer to God than you've ever been? It's as simple as saying a little prayer, asking Jesus Christ to come into your heart, asking Jesus Christ to fire you back up like you was when you first got saved. Whatever the situation is with you right now, we want to pray with you. It's time to get serious with God. It's not just your soul that is affected by the decision you're making today. If you have children at home, if you have a spouse at home, if you have friends that are looking to you for some type of leadership, because you could take them wherever you go. And don't you want to take them to meet Jesus? As human beings, when things don't go as we hope to plan, we usually respond in two ways. We either freeze and do nothing, 
or we go into fight and flight mode. Now, I've been guilty of that one a lot. When we start trying to do everything we can think of to fix the situation, it's okay if we don't have all the answers, and it's okay if we don't have it all figured out. We just need to take that next step. Maybe your next step is just looking at this day and counting today's blessings. Maybe the next step for you is deciding that you're going to place your faith and trust in God because you never have considered that as an option. If so, then that best place to start is right now and take that great next step. So what is your next step for today? All you got to do is pray a simple little prayer. It can be as simple as, Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sins. Lord, I want to do more. I want to be everything that you've called me to be. Take out my stony heart and give me a brand new heart. I will live for you from this day forward in Jesus' name. If you want to give us a call, we would love to hear from you. My phone number is 618-383-2107, or you can call Chaplain Dennis McKay. 662-889-2829. Or you can give Chaplain Daryl Spicer a call. 615-663-3199. Listen to this song by Joe Arview and then give us a call. found myself on a walkway But I couldn't help but run Driving my life in the fast lane Not far ahead of the gun I take a pill to get up in the morning And the whiskey got me to bed I never thought I'd ever see 40 All I've been through, guess I should be dead I'm searching for a life full of profit When I heard from a prophet of old I was carrying my gold in a pocket When he told me riches untold Searching for the end of the rainbow When I found where the rainbow began told me trust Jesus I'd tell him 
he was just a man And I was hell-bent to be a free bird To fly away and never land Mama was right about Jesus He's the way, He's the truth, and He's the life He walked through hell to free us and I've walked through hell to find His life Searching for a life full of profit When I heard from a prophet of old I was carrying my gold in a pocket When he told me of riches untold Searching for the end of the rainbow When I found where the rainbow begins Yes, I found where the rainbow begins Joe Arbues. His phone number is 618-927-1986. Or you can log on to his website and order some of his music, joearview.com. And now, Daryl, I want to put on a song. It was the McKay Project's very first number one song, and it's a song called Taking Me Home that uh, I got to help write at a Truck driver by the name of Sam Story dropped by my office one day and he came in and we started talking about songwriting. He said, let's write a song together. So we sat down in my office and wrote this song and then we took it to Bill Shell and had a demo made of it. And then when we came out with Lonesome Road Volume 1, I told Dennis that I wanted this song to be on there and I wanted him to sing it. I was honored to get to help co-write with you on that. And- yeah do all the music and producing and recording on it. And what an excellent job you done, Dennis. Well, it's a number one song. It sure is. Here's Taking Me Home. It's a long, hard ride down a lonesome highway Wheels are humming like a sad old song Windshield wipers singing along Take me home Back where I belong Kinda lonely in this cab alone Just me and Jesus down a lonesome road Playing on radio, Merle Haggard singing me back home. 
taking me home back where I belong. It seems like years since I've been gone. This old road never seems to end. It's taking me Time cell phones keep me from losing my mind. Lord beside me, He's leading the way. Pray and I'll be home today. Take me home back where I belong. He's taking me home back where I belong. It seems like He. I've been gone This old road It never seems to end But it's taken me home Back where I belong This old road It never seems to end But it's taken me home Well, we we sure appreciate these drivers letting us ride along with them in the cab. In the cab. Yeah. And we just love being a part of their life. And we can't wait till next week when we get to ride along with you in the cab. And drivers, my friend Gary Rayburn has a song called At the Foot of the Tree that Dennis McKay uh, recorded for Gary and did an awesome job. And uh, that's the first song that we've done on, it is. on uh, Lonesome Road Volume, Volume one. 1. That was the very first one. Yeah. Here is Dennis McKay. Singing at the foot of the tree. At the crossroads of life, lost without hope, 18 wheels of lonesome at the end of the road. In my hand was a track The preacher had read His words still echoing In the back of my head I felt so ashamed When I thought of my past Then I called his name This chance would it be my last Then I saw Jesus hanging on that tree I lifted up my heart from down on my knee 
Jesus at the foot of the cross broken hearted and lonesome so long I've been lost I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree Road, and I shared the good news wherever I go. Yes, there's been a change. I'm not the man I used to be, and I tell everybody what's happened to me. How I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past, but I called his name. This chance, could it be my last? Then I saw Jesus hanging on that tree And I lifted up my heart from down on my knees Today I met Jesus at the foot of the cross Broken hearted and lonesome so long I've been lost I left a lifetime of misery At the foot of the tree Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus At the foot of the cross Broken hearted and lonesome So long I'd been lost I left a lifetime of misery At the foot of the tree to hear from you. My phone number is 618-383-2107 or you can call Chaplain Dennis McKay. 662-889-2829. Or you can give Chaplain Daryl Spicer a call. 615-663-3199. And we'll be in the cab with you next week. That's right. I'll be right here with Gary and with Daryl shifting gears and drinking coffee. That's it. Yeah. We'll talk at you later. There you go. Pittsburgh rolling down that Easter Seaboard. I got my diesel turned up and she running like never before. But there's a speed zone ahead, all right. 
but I don't see a cop in sight. Six days on the road and I'ma go make it on tonight. I got me ten forward gears and a Georgia overdrive. I don't need no pills 'cause my eyes are open wide. I just passed a Volvo and a white. I've been passing everything inside. Six days on the road and I'm a gonna make it on tonight. I'll take it home. My law boots way behind. Nothing bothers me tonight. I can dodge all the scales, alright. Six days on the road and I'm gonna make it on tonight. Well, my rig's a little low, but that don't mean she's slow. There's a flame from a stack and the smoke's blowing black as coal. Well, my hometowns are coming in sight, and if you think I'm happy, you're right. Six days on the road, and I'm gonna make it home tonight. Six days on the road, and I'm gonna make it home tonight. I said six days on the road, and I'm gonna make it home tonight. Look out, Mama, here I come. 